1: Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis and this is your White Sox wake-up call for May 13, 2022. Yohan Moncada and Joe Kelly made their 2022 debuts on Monday, and one might expect them to need a little time to look like themselves. Moncada had that moment in the seventh inning on Thursday night. With the White Sox trailing 7 4, Moncada seized advantage of a struggling Jonathan Weizaga by sending a 99 mile per hour sinker over the center field fence for a three run shot that tied the game the White Sox had trailed from the first inning onward. Joe Kelly did not have that moment. After Moncada tied the game, Kelly took over in the top of the eighth and retired the first two he faced without incident. Then he walked Marwin Gonzalez. Then he walked Glaber Torres. Then he walked DJ LeMahieu to load the bases for Aaron Judge. Now, I actually got Judge to hit a weak rounder, but it was perfectly placed towards the left side of second base. Leori Garcia ranged over from the other side of the bag and tried to make a crossbody throw, but Judge beat the ball. Jose Abreu then looked back to verify the call instead of noticing that Torres kept running, and Judge had a go-ahead two-run infield single. And that's how the White Sox went from tying the Yankees at seven to losing 15-7 in the opener of the four-game series at guaranteed rate field on Thursday night. Tony La Russa compounded matters. He had Tanner Banks warming in the bullpen, but he let the right-handed Kelly face the left-handed Anthony Rizzo, whom he walked on four pitches. That's when La Russa called for the left-handed Banks to face the right-handed John Carlos Stanton. Stanton had homered twice off Dylan Cease, and while Banks kept him in the park, Stanton smoked a two-run single, and the right-handed Josh Donaldson hammered the final nail in the coffin with a three-run shot that made it a 14-7 ballgame. The White Sox had answered a few Yankee blows with counter punches of their own, but they didn't have much of an answer for eight runs over the final two innings. They were behind the eight ball from the start, as Dylan Cease threw a lot of great pitches, but enough bad ones. He struck out 11 over four innings, but he only pitched four innings because the Yankees tagged him for six hits and six runs, including a pair of Stanton homers, a triple by Rizzo, and two doubles by LeMayhew. He got 20 whiffs on 90 pitches, but the average exit velocity on the seven batted balls was 99.5 miles per hour. The only non-strikeout out was a pop-up that Tim Anderson caught in the outfield. Fortunately for Cease, the offense got him off the hook. First, they erased the lead Stanton provided in the first inning with three runs in the second, two of them coming on a single by Garcia. When Cease gave up four more over the third and fourth innings, the Sox needed a little more time for a response. They needed some wild pitch offense from Luis Hill to get one run across in the fourth despite having the bases loaded with one out because Garcia's first pitch check swing resulted in a fielder's choice at home and Tim Anderson struck out on six pitches, none of which were strikes. The Yankees regained a three-run lead when Judge hit a solo shot in the top of the seventh, but Moncada answered thanks to more help from the Yankees. First, Lucas Lutke failed to glove Garcia's weak comebacker. Then he was replaced by Loizaga, who actually found a way to walk Anderson, even though Anderson bailed him out in a bad 3-1 swing. That's when Makata came to the plate and dropped the barrel on a plate-splitting sinker. That was the peak of a decent night for the offense. It only mustered eight hits, but it drew four walks and reached twice on Yankee errors. White Sox pitchers issued seven walks and gave up four homers, which is not the recipe for beating any team, much less the one with baseball's best record. The Yankees are now 23-8, while the White Sox dropped to 500 at 15-15. It doesn't get any easier tonight, as the White Sox will throw Vince Velasquez against Garrett Cole. That's no slight on Velasquez, who won his last two starts by allowing just one run over combined 10-2 and innings. It's more a comment on Cole, who kept the Sox scoreless over seven innings the last time he saw them. Hopefully, Moncada has more where the three-run homer came from, because they'll need it. First pitch is at 7-10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. Down in the farm, you can at least look at Charlotte's box score and smile. They doubled up Indianapolis 8-4 on some major positive developments. Andrew Vaughn homered twice and walked twice in his second rehab game, while Davis Martin threw six shutout innings in his debut at the pitcher hell that is his truest field. The only bad news is that Yolbert Sanchez left the game after stumbling out of the box in a second-inning groundout. Birmingham beat Biloxi 5-3 as Lennon Sosa, Yolki Cespedes, and Jose Rodriguez all went 2-for-5. The Dash lost to Rome 3 to 2. Brian Ramos and Luis Mieses both went 1 for 4 at the strikeout, with Mieses hit his 13th double of the year. And in Low A, Cannapolis outlasted Fredericksburg 6 to 5 in 11 innings. Christian Mena continued his outstanding start for a 19-year-old, striking out 8 over 4 shutout innings, while West Cath went 1 for 6 with a double and 3 strikeouts. Around the league, the Cleveland Guardians are set to resume play while dealing with the COVID-19 outbreak that has sidelined almost the entire coaching staff. Pitching coach Carl Willis will serve as the manager as the Guardians open up their weekend series against the Twins in Minnesota. Speaking of the Twins, they were swept by the Houston Astros in a doubleheader, 11-3 and 5-0, so the White Sox gained a half game despite the loss and are now two back. Meanwhile, the Astros have won 10 in a row. Finishing up the Central, the Royals lost to the Rangers, and the Tigers fell to Oakland, so they still have the two worst records in the American League with 10-9 wins respectively. The Cincinnati Reds are the only team that's in worse shape, and they're up to eight wins after shutting out the Pirates 4-0. You'll also want to make a point to check out the lead highlight for the Mets' 4-1 victory over the Washington Nationals, in which two Nets were tagged out at third base because Juan Soto failed to clear the area after his dive into the base during a rundown was unsuccessful. The third base coach was telling Josh Bell to slide as he tried to take third on a throwing error into right field, but thanks to Soto, he had no path. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake-Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to commiserate about the game, talk about the night on the farm, and learn about the White Sox' latest high-profile international signing from Cuba on Future Sox. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. If you like what we do, you can support us at patreon.com slash where supporters can get an ad-free version of the site and show with bonus content on both for as little as $2 a month. For instance, Sox Machine supporters can read Josh's latest draft report in which he also revisits the 2017 draft. Either way, thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis.